Hello everyone, and welcome back to Barbie Poindexter, It's a Life's Journey. Originally, I wasn't going to um, post a podcast this week, but I decided I was going to, um, which is why it's a couple days behind. I did not go to therapy this week, and um, I thought it was really important to kind of go over everything that happened because I really should have gone to therapy. But unfortunately, things come up and sometimes we have to cancel. This week was especially hard for me. There were a couple of setbacks. Um, I was already in somewhat of a hard place with the anxiety from um, last week. Um, And then I had family come in from out of town and it was actually amazingly relaxing. My mom was able to respect my boundaries that I had put up, and that part was great. Unfortunately, some other things came up. So we went camping, and um, I haven't gone camping, like, in a long time, but it's always been relaxing for me. It's always been something I've loved doing. Um... But as I've gotten older, I've learned I'm definitely not a tent camper. I'm more of a camper-type RV camper. Um, I like to glamp, I guess I should say. Um, so we went, and my, my mom has an RV, so we obviously were all camping in that, and um, it was great. But then we had to come back um, because my youngest both of my boys actually, they had baseball practice. So we were like, you know what? We'll bring them back home. We'll let them go to practice and then we'll go back to camp. On the way back to our house, my youngest threw up in the car. So that was already a big deal. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, I have a very sensitive gag reflex. So When my mom, like, I'm seriously about to gag just even thinking about it. My mom had mentioned that he'd got sick. I was immediately sick to my stomach. I was like, I'm going to throw up trying to clean it. Like, there's nothing. Thankfully, my mom cleaned it up. It was all good. Um, But we were pretty sure it was was car sickness, but we weren't positive. So I then had to call the, the principal of my kid's school because now I'm like, well, great. Now I don't think they can go back to school because I don't know how this works with COVID. Like this is all new territory. Um, there wasn't a fever at the time, but we weren't sure if he was going to get warm later. So we were like, you know what? They're not going to go to school Thursday and Friday. They're going to stay home just to be safe. So I had called the principal and waited for her to call me back. Um, she did the next day and we had the whole conversation and she's like, I'm glad that you decided to err on the side of caution and keep your children home. Um, which I would do in any other situation. Um, I'm very like germaphobic, I guess. So if one of my kids gets sick, I'm like, you know, y'all are staying home. Ain't nobody going anywhere. Get away from me and don't breathe on me. I don't want your germs. Nobody else wants your germs. Stay away. Um, which makes me a terrible mother sometimes because I'm like, here's some soup. I'm going to hide in my room now. Um, Thankfully, I have some really understanding kids, and they know, like, if they need me, obviously, they would come to me. Um, But they also know, don't breathe on mommy. I can't afford to get sick. I'm I'm the sole provider 99% of the time. So that brings me to why I'm having such a rough week. 
Um, so self-image is very important for me. Um, I like to view myself as someone who is able to um, be like this perfect person. I like to show myself off as someone that is perfect, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So when my image gets tainted by someone, it makes me angry. Um, since moving to our new house over a year ago, I've worked really hard to kind of try and build up my relationships with my neighbors. And I thought we were having really good relationships. Um, I mean, not, hey, we're going to hang out, whatever, because one, one of them is an older couple who's retired. On the other side, our two boys, they hang out all the time. It's wonderful. They're great friends. Um, you know, they've, they've invited us over a few times for dinner. Um, they're a very friendly family, and I'm so happy. They're, they're, I've been so blessed with them. They're such a great family. Um, but I have two young kids. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. I also have three dogs. Unfortunately, sometimes th sometimes things happen and my dogs get out more frequently due to our five-year-old than anyone else. Um, and it's he's quick. He's like a ninja. He doesn't pay attention. He's, he's got a lack of attention span. And it's usually when I'm in the middle of doing something that he will let a dog out and I'm chasing them throughout the neighborhood. Well, something I failed to inform my parents before arriving at our house on Wednesday was that this was a problem, a recurring problem, I should say. Now, I don't know how it came about. How whether my mom told the kids to go outside because they were getting ready to leave or what. They were all getting ready to leave. I was outside already cleaning out the car seat because I was cleaning puke out of it. Unfortunately, I had my oldest walk up to me and say, Mom, the dog got out. I said, Valor, are you serious? And he goes, no, not just Valor, also the husky. So, for those of you who have never owned a husky, you know that they run. Now, recently... Our husky, he's old, so he doesn't generally run anymore, but we've just recently put him on arthritis medicine. This dog was acting like he was three years old again, and he was running at full speed. And for those of you who don't know, I cannot catch them at full speed. In fact, I can't run at all because I have exercise-induced asthma, and I will die on the curb. So, on top of that, I have a sensitivity to heat. So it was a hot day out. Both my, Two of my three dogs had gotten out of the house by my children, and I was cleaning puke out of the car seat. My stepdad is a very calm person. He was outside, and he was like, yeah, yeah, the dog's right here. It's okay. And then the next thing I know, a neighbor is walking his dog. So, of course, my dogs, being the friendly dogs that they are, especially the younger one, who's a puppy, started to run up to them. My puppy has a tendency to bark. I can't help it. I've tried. We've tried to to train it out of him, um, and he just, it's not a concept he understands. He will not, he'll bark at people until he gets to meet them, and he'll bark at dogs until the other dog is off the leash so that they can play together. But in a setting that we were in, 
it was viewed as him being aggressive, which just so those of you would like to know, if you ever meet me, I don't have aggressive dogs. My dogs will not attack someone unless they are provoked in a way that seems as though you are going to harm our family. And that was not happening. So I had to drop the hose. I'm like, you know, I tell my youngest son, or my oldest son, turn off the hose because I don't want to waste water. And I start running across and I'm apologizing as this guy starts to yell, get your dog on a leash. I understand you're frustrated. You have every right to be frustrated with me because my dogs are out without a leash and you're walking your dog. I will admit that I was in the wrong. However, what what transpired after that made me so angry that I have been stuck in, in an anxiety-induced state so horribly that I, like, for the last few days, that I don't even want to be at my house. I don't want to be home. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to be seen by my neighbors. It was that bad. Because... The guy then proceeded to yell at me about how this is why he carries a stick and next time he won't be so friendly and I need to get my dogs under control and he's going to call animal control. And then my right next door neighbors chimed in, yeah, you should call it. This is a constant problem. Instead of having grace, these people who've known me for over a year now who know that my husband travels 99% of the time and that I'm by myself with my two kids and my three dogs are now the ones who go from being kind to me to flipping a switch like that and being snarky and berating me in front of my family while I'm trying to catch the dogs. It's not like I was sitting on the side of the stool and I'm just, oh, come here, puppy, puppy, ha, ha. No, no, bro. I was walking. I wasn't running. I was walking. But for anybody who's a pet owner, you know, if you're going to go running towards a dog, what are they going to do? They're going to run away. Why? Because they think you're playing with them. So, yes, I was walking. Trying to herd two dogs by myself while I was berated by people who lived in my neighborhood who don't know my story, who don't know that I have exercise-induced asthma, who don't know that I have a sensitivity to heat, who don't know that I am by myself 99% of the time, who don't know that I was in the middle of doing something when my dogs got out. And I so badly want to defend myself in such a way because I didn't assert myself and say, you know what, I'm doing the best that I can. I apologize. It's not like I was rude. I said I was sorry multiple times while I was trying to catch my dogs. And they continued to yell and scream and make me feel like I was one inch tall. So, I decided I needed to talk about it. I need to talk about it on a platform because I need to defend myself. Because I feel so small right now by my neighbors that I don't want to go outside when all I want them to do is understand for five seconds what I'm going through. I want them to understand that they could have come to me. They could have rang my doorbell and said, this is a problem. Is there something we can do to help you? 
we see that you're struggling. But instead, they sit there and they judge and have a lack of grace. I don't agree with people being judgmental. I not once have judged a single human being for who they are or their mistakes because I know that people are not perfect. And when you expect perfection out of your neighbors, you're going to be sadly disappointed. I, I can't say that I don't judge. I try not to. I don't understand what people are going through. I know what I've got on my plate, and I know what on that my plate is full right now. So if my plate is full, who is to say that somebody else on the block doesn't have a full plate of their own? But what I do have a problem with is someone expecting every bit of perfection out of me when you cannot be perfect yourself. No one is perfect. Everyone's going to make a mistake. And I am angry. I am angry that they had the audacity to make me feel small. To make me feel like they are perfect and I am not. I am angry that they made me look like I was not a good person. And it's not even that they made me look like it. It's they made me feel like it is what I should say. I'm angry that it made me feel so insignificant and so terrible at what I'm doing that I couldn't even pull myself together. That it forced me to have an anxiety attack. I'm usually very good about maintaining myself. I'm usually very good about holding my anxiety in so that I don't have an anxiety attack. But because of all the work that I've been doing, it's much easier for me to have an anxiety attack now. And that's exactly what happened. I started crying and hyperventilating and almost passed out in the middle of a store because I was on my way out when this happened. Because somebody made me feel like I was doing such a crappy job as a mother, as a pet owner, and as a neighbor. And if you think that it is acceptable to make someone feel so crappy about themselves, you should really rethink. Because you don't know what everybody's going through. You know what you're going through. And if you know that you're going through a hard time, there's still a possibility that someone out there is going through a hard time too, and maybe even a harder time. My apologies for getting angry towards my listeners. But that's how angry I am. I am fueled with a fury like no other. And I want to yell and I want to scream and I want to lose my mind on these people. But I was raised better than that. In fact, I've been waiting to see them outside just so that I can go out and say, I'm sorry. While I'm not chasing the dogs. And it makes me angry because I know they won't apologize back. Because they see themselves as in the right. And they are, partially, but not 100%. And there is much more that they can say sorry for. 
So I was so angry about that, that when my husband got home from a 10 day, 12 hour a day work binge, I just wanted him to handle my kids, to clean my house and understand for half a second what it is like for me on a daily basis to be scrutinized, to be alone, to be struggling, because I hold everything together. And he gets to be gone. And I, we signed up for this. I don't get to complain. I wanted him to be doing this job because it was important for our family. It was what made him happy, so that's what would make us happy. But unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not happy because I feel alone. And now, more than I did before, because now I feel like I don't have neighbors that have my back. And it's sad. Because we're living in a world where people don't have your back like they used to. I can rely on my next door neighbor on the one side. And they're the kindest people that I've probably ever met. But I'm not the type of person to ask for help when I need it. And that is a pitfall for me. But I damn sure I'm not going to pretend like I like you to your face. And then talk crap about you. I was raised better than that. So when I see these people, I'll apologize. But that is all they will get from me from here on out. And I will be moving. And I'll be praying for them. Because that is what I know how to do. And I might have to make my anger into something else. But at least I'm not making someone feel like they're small. At least I'm not making someone feel like they are alone in this world. At least I'm not making someone feel like they are nothing but a mistake. I'm not making someone feel like they can't do things right, ever, at all. I'm not making someone feel like they have to be perfect. Because that's not fair. That's not fair to do to yourself. And it's certainly not fair to do to somebody else. If you expect perfection, do it yourself. Because your idea of perfection is different from somebody else's. That's a promise. That's a damn promise. And I'm sorry for the cursing today. I try not to curse in my podcast because I don't know who listens. I don't know the ages. But I will say that when I'm angry, you're right. I am going to use some curse words. So... My apologies for the anger that came from today's podcast, but I felt it was important for you guys to understand that 
just because I'm on a road of recovery does not mean that I'm not going to have downfalls. And if you're struggling and you're working on a road of recovery, understand that you are not always going to be recovered. There are going to be downfalls. And that's okay. We're human. You're not expected to be perfect. You're not expected to do well all the time. It's okay to admit that you're having a pitfall. It's okay to admit that you're angry, that you're upset, that you're hurting, that you're struggling. It's okay to admit that. But once you're done, try to shake it off. I'm doing that the best that I can this week. I've prayed to God about it. And maybe that's not something you do. Maybe you do something different. But that's what I do. And what I got was I need to apologize and let it be done. So because I haven't been able to do so, it's still lingering for me a little bit. Will I be less angry? I don't know, but I hope so. I hope so. I hope that saying sorry gives me some sort of peace. Because that's all I want is some peace. I don't care if they forgive me or not. It'll make me feel better knowing that that's what I've done. So I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to continue moving forward. Because it's not about them. It's about me and my journey. And my journey right now is that I'm doing a damn good job. I struggle to keep my house clean and keep my kids together and keep my dogs taken care of. But I do it. I do it every day. And if any of them were in my shoes, they would probably be struggling too. And on top of that, I'm struggling with a mental illness among physical illnesses. But they don't need to know that. Obviously, they don't want to know it. Nobody has asked. So I just need to work on that need of explaining myself to go away. Because I know what I'm doing is a good job. I do a good job. My kids are fed. They're happy. They have toys. They play. They laugh. My dogs are fed, they're happy, they eat, they play. They don't laugh because dogs don't laugh. I mean, if they do, I'm sure it doesn't sound like a laugh that we're used to anyway. My house is clean. My kids have clothes. We've got food on the table. My dogs get out every once in a while. But I do right by my family. And nobody gets to tell me that I'm doing wrong. Now I just have to learn to accept that and understand that. doesn't matter what my neighbors think. It matters what I think about myself. And what I think is that I am doing a really good job considering I am on my own 90% of the time. So if you don't feel like enough, reflect on yourself. And point out to yourself the things that you have done well. Because I promise you, you're doing better than you think you are.
you just have to remember what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're continuing to do. If you're struggling with mental health, but you're still on that road to recovery, you are doing something good. You are working on getting better. And if you think you're perfect, great on you. Congratulations. I'm so glad for you. But we're still working on it here. <laughs> and that's okay. Anyways, guys, I think that's where I'm going to wrap it up. Just remember, you are not alone. You've got this. And if you ever need to chat, I'm just a message away. Thanks for listening. This has been Barbie Poindexter.